Welcome to Songs in the Key of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. This episode marks what one music producer we no longer talk about in polite society referred to as a Christmas gift for you. Originally this mini-series was only supposed to be a trilogy, but part three has come and gone and I realise there's more to be said. So in the last few days before the festive goblin comes to fill your stockings with merriment, I thought it might be worth sharing some more Christmas songs from Off The Beaten Track. Let's start, as all good Christmas stories do, with a night in a police station. Back when my sister and I were kids, we would spend many a long drive listening to tapes of music our parents listened to when they were kids. We're not talking the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Kinks, the Who, or anyone like that, despite the fact that mum and dad were precisely of the generation that would have grown up with such an amazing array of bands. No. The music that we listened to was slightly different. In particular, I remember tapes of Hello Children Everywhere and When Christmas Came Around, Merry Christmas Children Everywhere. That Christmas tape stuck in my memory with quite a few songs forming earworms to this day. Every little girl would like to be the fairy on the Christmas tree. I'm a little Christmas cracker. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Each one as annoying as you'd imagine. But there were a couple of bits of those albums for which I still have a fair bit of affection. And both of those songs appear in this episode. Let's start off with Christmas Dragnet, which, to be honest, isn't actually a song at all. It's more of a short radio play, a parody of a long-running, true-life, edgy-for-its-day crime series that first appeared on American radio before transitioning to TV. Christmas Dragnet from 1953 focuses on the investigations of Wednesday, a spoof of the proper Dragnet character Friday, who has to investigate a 4096-325-096-704, not believing in Santa Claus. It's delivered in complete deadpan, redolent of the pulp noir style of the source material it was sending up, Many of the jokes were, and probably still are, lost on me to the mists of the pop culture of the day, but there's still enough silliness to retain a timeless funniness. This is the season. My name is Wednesday. My partner is Frank Jones, the chief is Captain Kellogg. December the 24th, Christmas Eve, they brought in a guy named Grudge. When I heard what they booked him on, my blood ran cold. It was a 4096325-096704, not believing in Santa Claus. 4.35 p.m. I was working the holiday watch at a homicide with Frank. Hang up your stocking yet, Joe? Yeah, just before I come down. You too, Frank? Always do. Hung it up early just in case I have to work late tonight. Wouldn't want to miss out when Santa Claus comes, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure wouldn't. Be a shame. What you gonna do tomorrow, Joe? What you gonna do on Christmas? You got any plans? Nothing much. Why don't you come by the house, Joe? We're going to have Christmas dinner. You know, all the trimmings. Mm-hmm. 
turkey, celery stuffing, oysters maybe, chestnuts, mm -hmm. all the trimmings, cranberry sauce. Love to have you. Mm -hmm. The missus always fixes a plate of relish with them little carrot sticks. You know, olives, pickles, scallions. Most folks call them green onions, but they're really scallions. Did you ever notice that, Joe? Ever notice what, Frank? Most folks call them green onions, but they're really scallions. Mm -hmm. Scallions. Anytime after two, Joe. Love to have you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll see. Love to have you. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll see. The missus always fixes a plate of relish with them carrot sticks. You know them little carrot sticks? Mm -hmm. Olives, pickles, scallions. Mm -hmm. Let's not go through that again. Love to have you. Go through what again, Joe? How most folks call them green onions, but they're really scallions. Oh. You noticed that too, huh, Joe? While rummaging through the underbelly of Christmas music on Spotify recently, I came across something particularly weird. As regular visitors to these podcasts will know, I like to dip my toe into the strange, eerie and downright bonkers world of experimental music every now and then. And even Christmas, beloved for its comfort and joy and familiarity, does not escape the sheer peril of an encounter with some rather disturbed individuals who see melody and harmonic chord structures as trite, inconvenient relics of a bygone age. One such revolutionary goes by the excellent name of Zachnon the Embarrassed. You've got to love him already with a name like that, haven't you? Our mate Zachnon the Embarrassed has taken the Ukrainian Christmas carol, Carol of the Bells, and turns it into something discordant and chilling with heavy industrial sounds and dark wave attitudes stomping their way across the landscape of the tune with nary a by your leave. It's filthy and bizarrely wonderful. This year has seen the release of a festive album by Calexico called Seasonal Shift. Calexico have featured on this podcast before. You may recall I absolutely love this band with their thickly textured Arizonan alt-rock. To listen to their music is to feel the burning heat of the sun on your back, the dirt of the landscape on your arms and legs. It would be foolish to imagine that a Calexico album would feature much in the way of frosty snowmen and red-nosed reindeer. In fact, the closest it gets to being a traditional Christmas album is its cover of John Lennon's Merry Christmas, War Is Over. The song that most encapsulates a Christmas removed from the usual trappings of winter is Mi Burrito Sabinero, featuring Gabby Moreno on vocals, who had previously recorded another version of the song on our own 2014 Christmas album, Posado. It's a Latin American Christmas classic written by the Venezuelan composer Hugo Blanco. It revolves around the theme of a burrito's journey to Bethlehem. Obviously, we're not talking about a tortilla-wrapped item of Tex-Mex cuisine here. It's a little donkey, making it a South American equivalent of the old nativity play staple Little Donkey. But while there's a sedate solemnity, melancholy even, to the Little Donkey song that we're familiar with, the Hugo Blanco song 
is pure joy set to music. Just listen to this. Con mi burrito sabanero voy camino de Belén. Con mi burrito sabanero voy camino de Belén. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. Si me ven, si me ven, voy camino de Belén. El lucerito mañanero ilumina mi sendero. Along with the aforementioned dragnet, one of the other songs I remember clearly from childhood drives in the family car at Christmas is The Happiest Christmas of All by none other than Morecambe and Wise. Let's make this Christmas the happiest Christmas, they sing, between short skits about an ingenious method to save money on Christmas cards. Morecambe and Wise were, of course, an absolute staple of Christmas Day viewing, boasting viewing figures that Mrs Brown's boys and Doctor Who can only dream of, so it's only fair they get a bit of an airing now. Let's make this Christmas the happiest Christmas, the happiest Christmas of them all. Let's have more singing and happier smiles, bells ringing that you can hear for And now from the happiest Christmas to its absolute opposite. If you were to imagine a Christmas song as created by The Fall, you'd probably end up with something not exactly a million miles away from the one they did come up with on their Live at the Witch Trials album recorded in 1979. No Xmas for John Keys tells the rather bleak story of a junkie who can barely walk upright but nevertheless thinks he is more interesting than the world. It's intense, it's sharp, it's bitter. It is Mark E. Smith and co on typical acerbic form. The X in Xmas is a substitute crucifix for Christ. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. No Christmas, one, two, rather zealous churchy teenager with aspirations of becoming a Baptist minister, I would regularly tune into Gloucester's local commercial radio station Seven Sound of a Wednesday night to listen to their Christian music show, which was called something or other like Cross Rhythms. Each week they would run a phone-in competition, which I would regularly answer with lightning speed, such was the extent of my Bible trivia knowledge back then. It was usually a battle royale between me and a girl I'd gone to primary school with, Naomi Clifford. Anyway, I digress. On the occasion of winning the competition one week, I was promptly sent a cassette as a prize. This tape was an album by an American Christian singer-songwriter called Rich Mullins, 
who, together with his backing band, had recorded a liturgy, a legacy, and a ragamuffin band. Although my zealotry has quite substantially subsided since then, I am still very fond of this album. A couple of years back I even went to the expense of splashing out online for a second-hand copy of the album on CD, which I promptly listened to on repeat for the best part of a month while analysing spreadsheets in a dismal office somewhere in the hellmouth that is Croydon. I have never liked Croydon. The album still appeals to me thanks to the pure honesty and poetry of Rich Mullins' lyrics and the wealth of musical creativity. Far from being the collection of worship songs you might hear if you stumbled into your local Alpha hosting sanctuary that regularly acts as magnets for pathologically heterosexual couples called Simon and Joanna and their twins Boaz and Hepzibah, it's more of a conventional album, arguably a pair of concept EPs, in which you get a clear sense of a man struggling with his faith, in awe of the beautiful world he is sure his God has created, but still struggling to understand his place in it, still desperate to find some sense of peace in his troubled soul. Perhaps the album still appeals because Rich Mullins had a background in Quakerism, a movement which I have been drawn to myself over the last few years. It's not just because of their seeming compulsive need to found chocolate manufacturing dynasties at every available opportunity that I find Quakers attractive. There's a stillness in Quakerism that extends beyond the silence the Society of Friends is best known for. There's no fixed doctrine, no hierarchy, no priests, no hymns, no preaching. Instead, there's simply an opportunity to sit in the stillness, a chance to discern wisdom and truth while a busy world trundles on. I'm digressing again. That Rich Mullins album features a song called You Gotta Get Up, Christmas Song. Opening with a delicate, chiming piano, the song gives a child's eye view of a Christmas morning, combining the magic of a visit from Santa with a more profound desire for peace on earth and goodwill to all men. It's delicious. I thought Christmas Day would never come But it's here at last, so Mom and Dad, the waiting's finally done And you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up It's Christmas morning Last night I heard reindeers on my roof Oh, you may think I'm exaggerating, but I swear I'm telling you the truth And you gotta get up, you gotta get up, you gotta get up It's Christmas morning Christmas is, of course, a time of tradition And though this is the first Christmas since the start of these songs in the key of podcasts It is already a firm tradition to have a song from Medway appearing most episodes particularly in the case of the recent festive instalments. This fourth and final outing is no exception, so let's turn to Fortune West for their contribution to the Christmas canon. Fortune West couldn't be a more Medway band if they tried. Not only did they feature the dentists Bob Collins on guitar and Gary Robertson of the Love Family and Swinging Time on vocals, but even their name was rooted in Medwayness. Leo Fortune West had played as a striker for Gillingham Football Club between 1995 and 1997. The band's song Christmas Lights is typical of Fortune West's catalogue, self-deprecation of plenty with tales of unluckiness in love. Christmas Lights, though, 
has an extra level of sadness, an account of a young couple driving to have an abortion against the inappropriate but inevitable background of seasonal decorations lighting up the streets. It's a heartbreaking listen. I already know I'm a curse Please don't make this any worse You didn't even have to talk to me Just let it be Except that Christmas lights Look beautiful As I drove you to A private hospital The Christmas lights On Christmas nights A couple of weeks ago, my mate Bob drew my attention to a new Christmas album that he was getting quite excited about, and rightly so. Bird Ellen's Says the Never Beyond is an atmospheric record that takes traditional carols and seasonal folk songs, applying heavy electronic drones to add a sense of ethereal mystery. Bird Ellen are not the first to apply drones to folk music in this way. A few weeks back, I profiled a song by Crumbling Ghost who fill folk songs with heavy, elongated bass notes, taking the music into some very dark places indeed. With Bird Ellen, the result isn't particularly dark, but as with Crumbling Ghost, those deep, deep drones touch something primal that echoes through nature, connecting the soul directly with the earth beneath your feet. Nowhere is this more apparent than in Talada Creosoda, a carol in Scots Gaelic, so forgive my pronunciation, which is absolutely beautiful. A few years back, 2015 to be precise, I got my mitts on an album by Chili Gonzalez, a delicate collection of chamber music pieces by the name, appropriate enough, of Chambers. Since then he's busily released a further five albums, the most recent of which is this year's A Very Chilly Christmas. I stumbled across one entry from the album the other week, featuring Feist and his sometime partner in crime, Jarvis Cocker. It's called Snow is Falling in Manhattan. It's not so much a Christmassy song, but it's definitely a winter song, with its gorgeous poetic description of a winter in a heaving metropolis, and a fantastic stop frame animation video, which is an absolute must-see. Then again, with the very subtle reference to Silent Night in the background, I think its appearance on a Christmas album is entirely acceptable. Snow is falling in Manhattan 
Sabbath as it happens Snow is falling in Manhattan Oh, it looks like it might be a bad one The good caretaker springs to action Salts the stupid scoops a cat in Tests an icy patch for traction It's been a divisive old few years in the UK lately, what with Brexit and, well, Brexit really. Covid's certainly not helped in getting tensions ramped up, but Brexit in this country, Trump in America and similarly polarising politicians the world over, has exposed the fact that people on one side of the debate have been surprised by the existence of people in rival echo chambers. Enter Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine's Jim Bob with this year's song Truce, which imagines what might happen if a 1914-style Christmas truce, where Tories and socialists kiss, white supremacists exchange gifts with Rastafarians, and pagans and atheists put on a nativity play, were to take place. With its shimmering sounds and subdued trumpet, there's a devastating poignancy to this tune that reminds us all just how much we've managed to cock things up in the last few years. As with the Chili Gonzalez tune, I would very strongly recommend you watch the accompanying video. In Trafalgar Square there were protesters in the fountains. Nelson's head was in a fairy light noose. The choir stopped singing carols to watch a man with a white flag climb to the top of the Norwegian spruce. Hoping there was peace on both sides of the street and in the no man's land between. I swear to God, it seemed like Christmas 1914. And so, there you have it our final foray into the world of unheard, unloved, or at least unfamiliar Christmas songs has finally reached its end. I hope you enjoyed the 40 tunes we've got through. Let me know what you thought using my Twitter handle at Reviewage. As with most of the songs from the previous Christmassy episodes, the tunes from this instalment are now included on a Songs in the Key of Christmas Spotify playlist. Visit my website reviewage.net for the appropriate links. I'll be back shortly with a look at 10 of the songs that have particularly stood out for me over the last 12 COVID-infected months. So make sure you subscribe so you know when the next episode is up and ready. In the meantime, have a marvellous few Christmassy days and noly nights until we meet again. And please do have a very Merry Christmas. Was the happiest Christmas of all.